Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. We're so good Stop at this. copying me. Right. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. Oh my God. Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure that I astral projected in my dreams last night. Sorry. How was that? Speaking of that. Okay. So here's what happened. I'm pretty sure that I astral projected last night mm. into a party. Oh, cool. With multiple celebrities. Okay. I don't know whose body that I actually projected into. Sure. Um, but I, based on the context that I received, I think they were some sort of music producer. Okay. Um, <laughs> and because I remember looking at my, whoever body it was, their yeah. phone a lot. Mm. It was blown oh, up. <laughs> I know. I was just like a hashtag so famous. There are three specific things I remember about my dream. And I don't really remember my dreams a lot. Yeah. But it was the most vivid thing I think I've ever had. Okay. The first two things that I specifically remember. One was that I was sitting right next to Pete Wentz. Okay. The second thing I remember, <laughs> I was sitting across from a uh, redheaded fuck. Uh, what's his name? Patrick Stone. Okay. Yeah. The next thing that I remember, both of them were talking about tattoos Mm. that they were going to get specifically about getting tarot card tattoos. All right. Here's the thing that really (laughs) fucked me up. They were talking about getting tarot card tattoos, but the tarot cards that they were referencing getting tattooed on their bodies were not good tarot cards. Right. (laughs) Just the worst vibes. (laughs) Just like really bad vibes to get like tattooed on you. Right. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, no, I want to get the Five of Wands tattooed on me. And, like, oh, I want to get the Seven of Cups tattooed on me. I was like, no, 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 no. 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 No, 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 no. Those are bad omens, Those are guy. bad. Why would you want that on your body forever? And yeah. I was, like, really weirded out by the vibes. <laughs> the body that I was in was like, mm, no, weird vibes. <laughs> and then I woke up, Cody, I swan to John <laughs> with... A pain on my arm, exactly where they were pointing to get the, like, tattoos. Oh, my God. Did you, like, pull up your sleeve and it was like, oh, no, I have it. (laughs) I got I have a bruise on my arm. It's the the fucking weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I'm pretty sure I was a ghost last night. Yeah. I love that you're leading into your, like, TikTok shifting era. Which also, for the record, like, astral projecting is so much cooler than shifting. Quote, unquote, shifting. Shifting is... Yeah, all these nerds were, like, (laughs) shifting because they wanted to, like, fuck Draco Malfoy. Right. Which, first of all, what year is it? Right. Come on, guys. Let's... Hello? (laughs) Second of all, like, why are you actively talking about that franchise? Hello? Right. Third of all, what? Anyways, um... (laughs) So, wow, what um, 
welcome to Into the Woo space. Ooh, um, things are getting a little bit spoopy. Yeah, we are in different bodies. We are channeling Wanda. <laughs> we are like, souls inhabiting other bodies and experiences. This is what happens, I'm pretty sure. Um, when you listen to Imagine Dragons for the first time. Don't, like, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. We have so much to talk about Imagine Dragons. I know. You can't tease the listeners like that. I know. Welcome to Into the Imagine Dragons, um, where we go through their entire discography. Surprise. <laughs> they have more than one song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We will get to this, but just as a teaser, folks, um, when you type in Imagine Dragons on Google, um, people also ask, why is Imagine Dragons hated? Oh, so, no. <laughs> How many members of the band do you think they had to Google? How many times do you think they had to Google that for it to come up like that? People also ask, how many times do they say thunder in Imagine Dragons? Thunder. Mm. That is a good stat to know. I would like to have that readily available for trivia, you know, parties. Yeah. I think it's super helpful to know. Yeah. So, hello. Welcome. Heyo. To Into the Twilight. We were forced to, (laughs) unfortunately, witness the crime that is Mm. the host. Yes. The cinema that is the host. Emphasis on sin. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Last night. But I can, with pride, tell you that the the evil is defeated. We did it. We'll get into that. We did it. We did it. Um, Before we do that, though, Cody, how are you? I'm doing pretty okay. It has been raining for what seems like a calendar month every day. Yo, what the fuck? We have just been drowning. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I've heard climate change. Yeah, climate change seems to be really fucking up most every major place. <laughs> Just every part. Pretty of- much every corner of yeah. these United States slash the entire world. Um, so, you know, that's cool. I guess we won't have to worry about that uh, for a while. Um, that's yeah. cool. As much as I am haunted by the future of climate change, I am more haunted by something cursed. And Please. I, it's not happy, but I have we have to talk about the IKEA couches. Okay, I was hoping you would bring this up because I was afraid it was off topic, but it is, when we're recording this is the last day of Pride, so we do need to talk about this, unfortunately. By the time this episode comes out, it will be chuggy, and that's fine, whatever. And that's fine. That's okay. But Ikea came out with these, like, art pieces. They're not for sale or anything. They're so fucked up. But they're all couches. They're love seats, right? For Pride, for love. For love. Yeah. For love. Um, All... You know, inspired by different pride flags. And when I say <laughs> I've never been more attacked, belittled, yeah. berated <laughs> in my life. I hate them. I hate some of them, I will say, can be vibes. Like the lesbian one is pretty chill because the lesbian colors are fabulous, right? Like it's a good color palette. Sure. The trans flag has the prettiest colors. Yeah, for sure. Always. Yeah. And so, like, that color scheme is just goes fine. Whatever. Like yeah. it's yeah. And so that couch is like fine. Like, <laughs> like I would I, here, I'm not going to say that I would buy it because yeah. I, it's too light and I spill shit all the time. Yeah. No way. Like that is like, not it's a long-term couch. <laughs> absolutely not. No. But of, of the couches. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. The, here's the Mostly thing. unoffensive. Largely. And, and here's the thing. A lot of these couches are 
are offensive. <laughs> yeah. I the I buy one so is my new sleep paralysis demon. If you haven't I, seen it, don't. Don't. But it don't. And it's you so also bad. like the buy flag has a good color scheme, right? It does. But it can be easily fucked up if it is not done in a way that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like sometimes the colors can blend together in a weird way. That is a right. huge thing here. It also just has <laughs> slam poetry on the pillows and <laughs> giant physical arms attached and around just just grabbing at you like the fucking thing like what i fucking hate the hands i hate i hate the hands i know it's a statement i I get it i know and like the guy who i guess the poem was based off of he like it was from like a slam poem he did in 2015 and he made this whole fucking thread about it and i was like yeah this is a great story but i'm also scared of it and i it's still this is not it. This is not it. No. I respect you for sure. Totally. Chase your bliss. Do your thing. Right. I'm sorry you're getting bullied on the internet. Whatever. But this is the ugliest and scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You couldn't pay me enough to sit on that couch. No. 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 Yeah. no. That is um, like a, if like Madame Tussauds just became like a nightmare, like came to life and just like was like, bam, I'm going to fucking grab yes. you. In your most vulnerable state, <laughs> thinking about bi erasure. <laughs> like, like, there is something about the ace couch. Oh my god. That I, what I imagine that they were going for yeah. was like, um, like a crystal, right? Like a right, like a geode. Yeah. It, like a geode. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. Right. Yeah. But what it looks like to me is pretty yonic. It is the most yonic fucking couch I've ever seen. This couch is so sexual for being it's, specifically It is incredibly an sexual identity. I feel like they didn't really catch the brief here. No. Like, that um, is literally a George O'Keefe painting. That's what I'm on saying. On a couch. And it's so frustrating looking at these couches because the, the lesbian couch, they were able to take all of the colors from the flag and then interpret them so that it is like something that you could actually put in maybe not a home but you could put it into a space right yes and not feel like a weird circus right because the idea of that something a couch that light in a home just makes me very nervous again because of spills like you're supposed to be on a couch it's supposed to be livable um, but I could see something like the, the lesbian couch, like in a, I don't know, in a space, you could definitely have that somewhere. Cause it's, totally. it's got a color scheme that works. Yeah. But then they take the fucking flag, like something like the bi flag. And it's just like a direct interpretation. Like right. it's not yeah. even an interpretation. It's just a one-to-one. Yeah. There's no artistic liberties really yeah. taken here. What I will say, looking again at this, um, the trans couch, it reminds me a lot of this bear that I had growing up. I don't know if any of you all had this too. It was almost like a denim teddy bear oh, that you used like markers to color with. Oh my God. Yes. I remember I don't these. know what the fuck that was called. Mm-hmm. 
Are they just called yes. Doodle Bears? They were 100% mm-hmm. called Doodle Bears. Yep. I remember these ads for sure. Yep. yep. Okay. So that is what this couch is giving me, which I love. Like, if it was a couch where the intent was to, like, color on it, cool as hell. Love yes. that. <laughs> that you could do something with. But totally. I don't know. Anyways, they very much give off an art statement. Yes. Um, yeah. Which I know is why they aren't selling them, but, like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Sure. Yeah, go off, I guess. Um, Happy Pride. <laughs> yeah, um, which is very similar, right, to, like, what um, companies do with those, like, special foods. Um, where it's like, right. we are very much doing this with the intent of mm. going viral and right. then not doing anything. Yeah. So there you go. Um, how are you doing? Sorry to put you <laughs> in this funk, but uh, I just no, I, I feel like just, it's important. Yeah, I had, I, I feel like it let is, it slide, you know, I, I they can't get away with it, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a lot of things that IKEA does for the people by having. You know, those huge-ass bears, which I support. <laughs> yes. Um, but sometimes they need to be, you know, just yeah. gently guided back Absolutely. into the space. Um, I am, for the moment, I am doing okay. Um, we here in the Pacific Northwest are struggling. Because <laughs> we are also under the brunt of climate change right now. Which is a fun, fun place to be. Um, but yeah. it is... Today was the first day in a very long time where it was cloudy and we did not wake up to it being like 85, which was that's nice. That's great. Yeah. That's um, definitely a change of pace. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, you know, the heat won't cause, at least for the time being, um, our roads to buckle, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> but over the last couple days here, um, it has been incredibly hot and I have seen... A lot of folks um, giving us here in, in Seattle and in Washington and in Oregon a lot of shit for being like, oh, you think it's hot? Come here. And it's like, no, you don't understand. We, yeah. Our infrastructure is no. built to keep it hot, keep our, our homes hot. Um, and we don't have AC or like ceiling fans or any of those things. So um, while it was... Uh, like two days ago, uh, like 112 in Seattle here. One of the things that I desperately wanted and brought me great joy was thinking about like a water park. Yeah. And Ooh. I was dreaming about like chlorine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but specifically, if any of you have ever been to a like an aquatic park or any sort of like place with... Um, water. One of the things that I saw on Twitter that I had long forgotten about because I'm an adult (laughs) and my hopes have been crushed, um, was this kind of like large, almost like mushroom looking fountain. Mm. Yes. And these things brought me so much joy as a child that I cannot properly express. When I saw this on Twitter, I felt at home looking at it like ah yes this is where I belong yes I just want to I want to be standing not even directly underneath it but I want to be standing right near the pole and just have the water like rushing around me oh yeah um and just feel like I am a mermaid 
surrounded by chlorine. (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm the mermaid of this pool. (laughs) Yes. I want to be young enough to not realize that sometimes when the aquatic park closes, it's not just a break to like go eat snacks. It's because (laughs) there's like shit in the pool. Yeah. Um, And that like standing yeah, or like much swimming now, you know it's harder to right. enjoy yeah but like swimming in chlorine all day um especially if someone that has like curly hair is like not actually good for you but anyways um i just want to be i just want to be young again um <laughs> i just want to have that the ignorance that is youth sometimes so but seeing that especially as someone um who did not have access to like a pool sounded amazing so very good stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Summer so, vibes. So, <laughs> truly summer vibes. It sounded <laughs> sounded so good. Um, I love that. So if any of you have access to those, um, enjoy them for me, please. Uh, we, we have just in a little bit of current events this week. A shorty amount, but some good ones yeah. on here. We, here's the thing. Our main piece of current events, I'm very nervous to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're getting um, in some dicey waters here with this one. Especially because of the fact that I don't... <laughs> this is not my area of expertise. Yeah. And so talking about... So here's the thing. Um, over the past week, the... Twilight account at Twilight changed their bio. And you might be like, folks, I know you cover news. That's not news. Right. <laughs> um, but it apparently is. And here's why. The at Twilight <laughs> account changed their bio because of a certain BTS member. Welcome to the K-pop corner of Into the Twilight. Welcome to the K-pop Uh, A segment we will never have ever again. We will never do this again. (laughs) And here's the reason why. Um, I personally know nothing about K-pop. Yeah. And or BTS. Right. Um, This is not my area of expertise. (laughs) Talking about it personally makes me nervous. Here's why. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) I am incredibly scared because I respect this fan base. Yeah. Um, But y'all scare the shit out of me. Yeah. I've seen what you all can do. They're essentially their own online. statehood. Like, they're just they're so many. Exactly. Um, I've seen what you all can do. I respect you, but respectfully, I want to stay the fuck away from you. Um, here's why. Um, so the At Twilight <laughs> bio changed their, um, changed to, quote, the official Twitter account of that fairy tale involving wolves. So over the past week... Um, there was apparently some sort of like press happening that occurred. Mm. And one of the BTS members, specifically Jin. Yes. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, one during of the 75 this, boys. <laughs> one of the so many boys was asked about like their favorite fairy tales. Mm-hmm. And during this, apparently mentioned Twilight. Because I mean, go off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. So 
you're, you did it. You did it. We stand a stand, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, apparently it was from, I'm reading this now, it's from Run BTS, which of course is the show style web series trivia talk show Ooh. specifically dedicated to BTS. Wow. Well, I like, there's a whole entire internet ecosystem that like, is just fully thriving and huge and massive and like yeah. like fleshed out and I'm just like I have no idea any of this even existed. That's I know. refreshing. I love it. It's I love that. Yeah. Um but yeah, so apparently in the challenge of trying to name like specific fairy tales that involve wolves, Jin said, Yeah, Twilight. Which like, hello, you got it. You yeah, did it. Right. <laughs> if I was promised um, spot, yeah, that'd be a hundred percent. Yeah. That's, you are, you did it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, the at Twilight account got wind of this because they are omnipresent. Yes. Um, and are, as I am so curious, they are one of us. Right. <laughs> uh, Just a regular their, person. <laughs> change their bio. Now, here's the thing that we've been trying to figure out for almost five years now. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck runs the at Twilight account? We just want to know. Please. I just, it haunts me daily. Yes. <laughs> Not knowing I cannot who sleep runs. knowing. <laughs> because I feel like there have been changes in that social media presence from when we had first started to now. Mm-hmm. And the social media presence of the at Twilight account has gotten so much better. Um, and so much more relevant. Yeah. Thinking about, like, what they, like, the Keisu takeover for Keisu's birthday. Um, there's been references specifically, um, about, like, on Edward's birthday and how it fell on Father's Day. Like, it's weirdly relevant in a way that you wouldn't expect for a series that, again, ended in 2012. Right. They are far too online to be, like, a regular brand account. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. So it's like, who are you? Who are you? And we we just want to talk. (laughs) We just want to know who you are. So anyways, um, at Twilight, you know, we're here. Just hit us up. Yeah. We're always available. Yes. So... (laughs) The other piece of news is an update of our next season. Would you like to tell folks where we are at with that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So thank you all for filling out our fun little survey. So many of you. So many of you. We love that. It's incredible. We are down to three potential items for the next season. You'll be able to vote. You'll be able to vote when this is out. Yes. Just call in. Right. Give us your votes. <laughs> yeah, place your votes on our Twitter. Um, we are down between the Fifty Shades of Grey series from Christian's perspective, um, also down between Vampire Academy and A Court of Thorns and Roses. Those are the highest ranking ones. Now, here's what I'll say, you yeah. fakers. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do have some top choice, mm-hmm. your number one choice right. was... Christian's perspective of the Fifty Shades series. Right. In the comments, (laughs) you fake fools 
So many of you said anything but Christian's perspective. Yeah. So what's the truth? So I'm getting a hard time reading the room here. (laughs) Like I'm not. I don't really know what the vibe is. Um, I again, we are happy to do Mm -hmm. what you all ask. Right. Um, but so many of you were like anything but you. Anything but Fifty Shades, which Mm -hmm. again I don't disagree with. Sure. But. When the number one choice, when your first choice option is Fifty Shades, I'm a little bit curious about what's going on. Um, But, yes, so those are your top choices. Yeah. Um, You've got a little bit of time to decide on what you would prefer, and then we will move into our next season soon. And that's not to say we won't do any of the other ones another time, you know. Sure. Just what do you want right What do you want the soonest? Right. So give us your feedback. Um, the last piece of news that I have here is less like immediate news, but more just a fun piece of um, information. Yes. Over the past weekend, while the um, while my current world was on fire, yes. um, I got caught up on all of the Fast and Furious movies that I hadn't currently watched. Ooh! Shout out to family. Um, <laughs> shout out to to fam, um, yeah. which was I hadn't. There were three that I was not caught up on, mm-hmm. um, which was six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Which is a, a sad little bunch, yeah. I will say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely an emotional a, period for, yeah, <laughs> for the just, franchise. I was crying from sweat, and then I was also crying because hashtag family. Yeah. Um, it, was a sad, it was a sad time, but that's okay. A fun little piece of news that I did not know until I had watched um, Fast and Furious 7 um, was realizing that one of the main characters in that, Kurt Russell, um, who plays Mr. Nobody, casting, hello, yeah. what is that name? <laughs> but that's fine. Um, I did All not right, realize. protagonist. Yes. Um, I didn't realize until watching that that the other two options that they had selected um, for that casting choice instead of Kurt Russell were, one, Halle Berry, Mm. which would have been a great choice, personally. That's fine. And two, Taylor Lautner. Wow. And that, to me, is buck wild because if you have seen Fast 7, it is very much a, like, senior management position. It kind of relies on this, like, yeah, I've been in this... I know my way around. Yeah, I've been in this company forever. Like, I have a lot of sway. Um, And it's very interesting that they wanted to put in this baby... That is Taylor Lautner. <laughs> this tiny child. Then um, this small this small child. Um, but watching it, I was just very confused because I feel like they would have needed to, they would have had him do a lot more action than it would have been for Kurt Russell. Right. Um, but just a little, just a little fun fact for you. Wow. Um, I, I love that a character can be so vague that... It could have been Kurt Russell, Taylor Lautner, or Halle Berry. Like, the, the scope know. is so expansive. I love it's that. It's so wild. Um, but after seeing Halle Berry in John Wick and seeing the yes. kind of wonders that she does with dogs, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck yeah, she would have been great in that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, for sure. Um, so, 
just just some little facts for you. Just a little fact. <laughs> just a little factoid. Um, we have a Twilight backstory here. Hell I'm yeah. very excited to share with you. The person that sent this in um, asked to not have their name used, which I'm happy to do. Yeah, cool. So just so you all don't think that I'm being an asshole and I'm like, <laughs> this person took the time to send in a backstory and then I'm going to fucking ignore their name. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no respect for you. <laughs> yep. Um, I have no respect for your history or for your, <laughs> for you taking the time. Um, yeah. They just asked to not have their name used. So instead um, I'm going to call them uh, Imagine Dragons. Great. <laughs> Great. So this email um, from Imagine Dragons is titled My Twilight Backstory as a Treat. Thank you, Imagine Dragons. Thank All right. So <laughs> Thank you so much. Noted for- Twihards, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, Cody and Allie. I started listening to your podcast almost a year ago and told myself when I finally got caught up to the most recent episode, I would send you good folks at Into the Twilight an email. Imagine Dragons. That's so kind of you. That's very cute. (laughs) My sister and I are currently on a road trip to Forks, Washington for her 16th birthday. So while we drive, I figured I would send you an email sharing my Twilight backstory with you. Wow. In my youth, I stayed far away from everything Twilight. I fell into the misogynistic trap of hating Twilight, not because of how problematic the text is, but purely because I considered myself to be not like the other girls. Mm -hmm. Imagine dragons. Wow. I kept up this mindset for years, not really actively thinking about Twilight, but happily mocking it if it was ever brought up into conversation. Everything changed in August of 2020. My sister, who had been a fan for a while, finally convinced me to watch the first movie with her. So we sat down and watched Catherine Hardwick's cinematic masterpiece, and I was immediately hooked. We watched the rest of the movies together, my sister explaining all the weird plot points and anything else I didn't understand along the way. After I finished the movies, I purchased the box the book series box set, which happened to arrive right as we were evacuating our house during the really bad fire season last year. Jeez. Imagine dragons. I oh my God. That this time. <laughs> the commitment. To them. Yeah, for real. I read the whole series in a little over a week, followed up by life and death and midnight sun, only falling deeper into Stephanie's bananas little world. But once I was finished with all the movies and books, I realized I was desperate for more Twilight content. Around the same time, I got a certain video on my Twilight or on my TikTok for you page, which led me to your podcast. And I've been a listener ever since. Uh, I truly cannot thank you for your podcast. It's been a source of comfort and consistency through this nightmare of a year. I wish you both all the best things in the world as you continue through the myriad of Twilight adjacent material. Oh, that's very kind of you. Um, Imagine dragons. I know. (laughs) Also, there's a request here to wish your sister a happy birthday. So imagine dragons junior. No, that's not how siblings work. Um, (laughs) Siblings (laughs) are. That's not how siblings work. Um, Imagine dragons sister. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you for converting your sibling. 
Yeah, you got another one into the fold. You're doing the good work. (laughs) Um, As a proper MLM, you did it. Right. So, yeah, your downline is flushing incredibly. (laughs) So, congrats on that. Yeah, um, we. You're not at the proper level, Imagine Dragon Sister, for a pink car um, or a Volvo yet, but Mm. you are ready for a digital sticker. Ooh. Of what? I'm not sure. Who but <laughs> who's to say? You're on your way. So oh good work. God. The idea of a Twilight MLM is so fucking funny. <laughs> what <laughs> would they even be converting people to? Like, <laughs> I don't know. The gospel of Stephanie Meyer? For real. Speaking of conquering people, we should probably talk about the host. Yes, we did it. Um, <laughs> the evil is defeated. <laughs> I... Had you seen this movie before? No, absolutely not. Okay, well, I just needed, I needed to ask. Thank you, but no. I, I need to know all of your thoughts. Because when I texted you last night, I was in a fit. <laughs> I was struggling so hard to get through this movie. This movie is buck wild. Um, it it's managed so to be both... Like, it's two hours, right? Which is, like, a typical Stephanie Meyer film length, I feel like. Right. But it happens to be both so unbearably long and also incredibly short and rushed at the same time. Oh, my God, it's so rushed. It's so rushed. Like, obviously, this book is, what, like, 700 fucking pages. Like, you can't fit everything. It feels like Stephanie Meyer, in her ideal world, would have made this into, like, a series or a mini-series or something to, like, flesh everything out. In her I feel like it right. would have worked as, like, a mini-series. It definitely would have made more thematic sense as a series. Because, yeah. like, watching the movie, I felt like, A, it was a lot better to, like, get a visual representation of everything. Because, like, I feel like, especially listening to the audiobook, but also reading it or whatever, like, it's harder. Because there's so many fucking names. And also, Absolutely. Melanie and Wander are two people that are also the same. You know, like, there's so many things going on that's hard to, like keep track but like in a visual sense yes. it like makes a lot more sense that way but like other than that like all of the beats are so i feel like we get the weirdest parts of the books and not like the things that we gravitated towards to that were interesting to us and 100%. like by the time it got to the end like and the whole death sequence and like this whole sacrifice like i feel like it felt like wander had only been there for like a couple days you know what i mean like it felt so the timing of it was weird and just like i was like i feel nothing for the like i'm supposed to feel this like sweeping emotion of like this grand sacrifice that was played up in the book right and i was just like we just got this person it's like what it what's going on (laughs) the amount of pauses Mm. that i had to do yeah. And explain context to Chris was unbelievable. It's insane. Like, someone who did not read this, I feel like they would not understand at all what was going on or what the Absolutely point was. Absolutely not. Like, there's no way. Like, no. it translated so poorly, I feel like, in that respect. And that's the thing that makes no sense to me, is how this could possibly be two hours. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> we get there nothing. was... You get absolutely nothing, and also, they took, like, 5% of the book material. Yeah. And that's it. And the rest, they were like, okay, 
have fun. I guess we're just going to kind of improv along as we go. Let's get some sick landscape shots for a while and just yeah. sit on that, you know? And decide We got none that- of the tribal councils. We got none of the actual conflict, like, within the system, you know? Literally. And it was like, what? I... There are no stakes here. Like, I feel like nothing, everything, like, these things are happening and it means nothing. Literally. So, there are, okay, there, (laughs) I feel like there are at least, like, 25 differences between the book and the (laughs) movie. Yeah. And I don't have the time, nor do I care, to list all of them. But, (laughs) what I will say, just from a background, Mm. if you have not... If you did not read the book with us, or you have not watched the movie, right? there is some background that is incredibly important mm-hmm. for you to know about this before we start talking about some of the differences. Could you please tell them about who wrote and directed this movie, please? Oh, God. Yes. Hold on. Let me get his fucking name. This, this criminal. Fucking Andrew this... Nickel. Andrew Nickel. Who is, like, number one on my enemy list. (laughs) I need to have a fucking talk with this man when I see him next. Okay, so famously, we have talked about his, according to Letterboxd's most famous movie, Gattaca, which is also apparently Bella Swan's favorite book, or favorite movie. Um, If you want to listen to that, it's on our Patreon, it's very fun. Um, But he also did... (laughs) The fucking Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried movie, In Time. I can't. Which I cannot. I feel like I watched on a plane, and that is my only context for that movie. Um, but that's wild. Um, also, side note about yes. him. Did you see the news that Ethan Hawke is now in Knives in Out Knives 2? Out? Oh, did, yes. And I saw the pictures, and I am... Ready. I don't even love Knives Out that much, but everyone in this, I'm like, maybe I, I will be a stand just for this particular sequel. Like I'm It's like it. I'm all connected. Right. I everyone can't. is here. And yeah, we get the Amanda Seyfried connection, which is like the fucking Catherine Hardwick connection. Like it's all the red string, guys. It is Folks, here. We are I know I know that we joke about it all the time, but it's not a joke anymore. No. <laughs> like we <laughs> I started saying it's all connected as a joke, but I don't think it's a joke anymore. It's not. It's, it's not, not a joke anymore. Yeah. <sighs> because so we know, we we know for a fact that Stephanie Meyer was given a blank check for this movie. Yes. I mean it's only forty million dollars, like in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> but like Small but like, you know that when she was deciding on directors, she was like, 100%, it's got to be Gattaca. It's got to be, be Andrew Nichol. Yeah. He's the only one that can bring this to life. And it's yeah. like, Stephanie, oh, I swear to God. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it. It makes no sense. The fact that he wrote this makes, like, and translated this right. screenplay makes so much more sense because it it is Awful. The screenplay makes no sense. <laughs> Seriously, unreal. Like, I, it's hard to even describe how out of pocket this movie is. <laughs> Every turn. I know. Like, and the it's... things that they keep in versus the things that they took out, which we'll get to in a second, but like, especially keeping in like the, the insane, like, meeting and kissing immediately scene. <sighs> And what I, everything else was on the cutting room floor. I was like, what? Like, this seemed like such a, <laughs> an 
emotional beat for you that was crucial to this? That is the thing that is wild to me. Because, so, obviously, the main name and the casting of this is baffling to me. Because if you think about all of the other movies that were coming out, like YA movies that were coming out at this time. And again, this is like peak YA movie time. Totally. Yeah. We are in, we are in the cusp of it. We're in it. We're deep in it. We are in it. And when you are thinking about the movies that are coming out at this time for YA, they are spending so much of their budget to get names. Mm -hmm. They're spending it on names. And so the fact that they didn't do that, (laughs) they have like, they have Saoirse Ronan. And at this time, like Saoirse Ronan has had some notoriety, but again, not to the degree that she has now. Right. Totally. That was and, not the not her peak, you know. No. And the fact that they they spent the money on her. Right. They spent the money on Emily Browning, but she's in it for a second. Literally a second. <laughs> and then some of their money goes into older actors who you will recognize mm-hmm. if you watched content in like the 90s right <laughs> but is nothing that is you can no names and faces that you can put on a poster that's going to draw in teenagers at this time right which is buck wild to me yeah no one in this feels like oh this is like someone that's catering to the audience this is specifically for you know what i mean where it's like they're not hot posters on there that's like yes your favorite like a teen boy heartthrob of this era yeah. and it's like no it's just like this guy that was in a sitcom in the 90s or like you know like right. more off color kind of uh and i feel like that's what they they made this for me because it's like hell yeah you got scott lawrence i right. love jack <laughs> like fuck yeah you got william hurt hell yeah. yeah you got francis fisher i loved her she was a bitch in Titanic. Like, yes. But I think that what they had done is they gambled on Mm. Max Irons because he was in The Little Red Riding Hood, which we had just talked about. Right. They're like, this guy's going to be huge. Just you wait. Yeah. Because he was in those almost back to back. Yeah. For real. And they, they gambled on him and he didn't really do much after that. No. No. And Jake Abel who was in Supernatural, Stephanie loves him. Right. Because of the fact Clearly. that um, he was in this and then she kept him around for the Midnight Sun audiobook. But again, no one in this, aside from Sorsha, really has like popped. Right. And that is a major downfall of this because the no one really went to see who was in this. Right. Which is rough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yikes on their part, for sure. Um, and I think that it shows, right? Because the fact that, like, in the box office, they only got, like, $63 million Mm -hmm. off of their budget, which is not enough to... Not great. (laughs) It's not good. Especially compared to the fact that they had just come off the Twilight series. Right. And they were, I know that they were banking on this being... A huge thing, yeah. A huge thing, especially because Stephanie was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to do a trilogy off of this. Right. (laughs) Each shit. Like, no, you're not. (laughs) 
No, you are not. No. Um, the, okay, so the, the differences in this are unbelievable. Yeah. Um, one of which <laughs> I found the, I don't know about you, but I found the beginning of this incredibly weird. The narration? The like, narration was just weird. Like it's some fucking episode of like planet earth or something who is this man who is and it's he? just some omniscient man <laughs> it's being like the world is different now and it's like okay cool like what and then like back ends at two at the end it's like so wild especially since Hello? they use like like the way that they kind of translate the whole melanie wanderer thing which makes a lot of sense i think from a film standpoint where it's like wanda is talking out loud like sorcia as wanda is talking but melanie yeah. in the head is like a narration kind of thing right right and like having all those different it's like there's so what's what's going on like we can't keep having all these different like voices coming around what i wish that they had done instead of that mm-hmm. is if it had been jeb and yeah honestly if it had been jeb and that would have led into like uh like almost like a flashback of melanie because one of the things that we got in the book is melanie being like oh uncle jeb you weirdo right you're a conspiracy theorist you won't have this like bunker right right and so i feel like it would have made a lot more sense to have him be that voice or something yeah they have like a grounding point to it that's like oh yeah this is coming together in a way that's like this is someone reflecting on the state of the universe right now exactly and not some weird like godlike (laughs) omniscient voice it was so weird so strange (laughs) yeah i it made no sense to me um especially going into this like hub that they have for the souls right and i get that in the book it doesn't translate like the first leading up to the inciting incident that when melanie and wander head out to arizona a -hmm. lot of that stuff is forgettable because it's stephanie right Right. like we (laughs) don't need to see wander as the adjunct professor all that stuff right and so i understand I get to a point that the um, they need to kind of illustrate that the souls, although they are like, quote, peaceful, they're not good. Yeah. Like they are still conquering a planet. Right. But to me, it felt very weird that they would have the souls like all living in one apartment and that they have to like lock the door. Like it felt yeah, like some weird apartment complex that they're yeah. all just like vibing in. It's like weird. It felt, honestly, it felt more, like, divergent than this. Totally, yeah. Because one of the things I thought Stephanie was trying to get across was the amount of autonomy that the souls had. And even though they had that of, like, oh, you can walk around, they all still follow order. Right. Like, it's that amount of control. But I understand that, I guess, like, for the sake of time, you can't really develop that. Right, for sure. So... That was a choice, I guess. Um, it just made them, it made them more, and, and throughout all of this, really, um, the souls ended up being far more violent than they are in the book. Yeah, totally. 
Um, especially like, yeah, I just found that very odd. Um, and I guess that that's something where like, you kind of need some sort of like visual component for an right. audience. Um, yeah, it's like, how do we establish these people are colonizers? <laughs> like, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but I guess the, uh, the way that you do that is by having them in all white and all chrome and like, right. um, oh they God. get to the have chrome cars work. The chrome unreal they like pull up every car like these souls drive are these like fully reflective mirrored ass cars just it's like so zoom weird. in in the desert it is wild and completely unnecessary <laughs> they it was so weird to me um the <sighs> melanie's voice was one of the most distracting things for yeah. me <laughs> Not only was it incredibly jarring at the beginning of the movie, but throughout, I was like, Sorsha, what? I don't remember in the book Melanie saying, like, hey, now I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Stephanie might have said, like, yep, here we are, the Striders. We were born and raised in Louisiana. Um, Yeah, I don't think, I think that was new. I think that was new. I feel like I was, I did not pick up on that, at least. I feel like if that was important, it might have shown in the audiobook a little bit. Right. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I would have gotten a little more Southern flair, you know? Um, It was incredibly jarring and unnecessary, especially given the fact that it is pretty clear um, from an acting standpoint, I could have... I could have known Sorsha was like Melanie versus Wander um, just by the cadence Mm -hmm. and how Wander holds themselves versus Melanie. But you know what? Apparently we don't need to trust our audience. So that's okay. Yeah, no. (laughs) We got to spell (laughs) it out. Otherwise they will not know. Um, The... I agree with you in the sense that the... I was not expecting... One of the things that they did keep being the kissing scene, like the flashback scene of Jared Mm -hmm. and Melanie. Um, I will say the fact that they cast Max, um, he doesn't look 30. So, Um, you know. (laughs) So that helps the audience um, be like, oh, this isn't a, a very obvious age difference. Between these two characters. So they don't know that um, Melanie is not, is like under age or like just 18 and Jared's 30. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a choice. Um, What I didn't remember about the book, and this just might be my bad, Jamie is a child. Okay, literally, same. Like a literal baby. When Jamie pulled up, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Who was this baby in a cave? I think I misunderstood how we were framing Jamie, how we were talking about Jamie. Because Jamie pulls up as a child, like a little child. And I know they um, talked in the book about like, oh, he's going off with the other kids to like go to school in the cave. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like he's a kid. He's like... 13 or 14. This kid looks 10. Max. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
And that just might be the actor that they got, but it was very weird right. um, to, to handle personally. Um, but I will agree with you also that I felt like there was the conflict that they emphasized throughout all of this was only the conflict between the humans in the cave and the seekers. Yeah. And no conflict between Wanderer and the conflicts in the cave. Which is crucial. It's understand the most important. It's the whole plot. Like, it's yeah. in, in order to understand why the sacrifice and the failure of that sacrifice, or the saving from that sacrifice, I guess, yeah. means something, is that the fact they came from very turbulent untrustworthiness to, like, building up this sort of rapport... But yes. there's none of that. Like, nowhere. It, the fact that when Wander comes into the cave for mm-hmm. the first time, and we get the two slaps, right. one outside <laughs> yeah. of the cave yeah. um, by Melanie's aunt, mm-hmm. and then the second one by Jared. And it seems almost just, like, ignored Right. Like, it's just like, oh, you know, that's just how people greet each other. It's like, no, it's not. Right. What are you <laughs> talking about? Welcome to the cave, bitch. <laughs> um, where, like, Wander and, and Melanie's body is just, like, completely blistered. Like, the, yeah. the VFX that they did there was actually, like, helpful. Because you don't quite get the scope of that from first person. Right. For sure. Um, and then, again, because this is all happening when you're reading it in, like, one day... Like, or or again, I think it's over the course of, like, six days. Um, And then Ian tries to kill them. Like, you, none of this is really given due diligence. Right. Same with with the situation with Kyle. um, Because there's no, there's none of the tribunals. Mm -hmm. It's not shown just how much distrust there is. There is with Wanderer. Um, And there's... There's, like, little hints of it because they have that with Jared in the, um, in the, like, dining area. Right. Um, with, with the truck that goes <laughs> and just, like, sacrifices itself, which there were so many crashes in this so movie. Many oh, my God. Crashes. Yeah. God. That is where they put their budget into because right. what in the world? <laughs> big explosions, big crashes, <laughs> um, big trucks. So many helicopters. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. The amount of helicopters in this movie, unreal. Way more than there were in the book. Yes. <laughs> um, and, but there wasn't, to me, that was where this movie failed with, because it was just like, oh, everything's just dandy. They've just got a new alien friend. It's like, no, you don't get it. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and so that was definitely lost on there. Yeah. Um, especially because at the end, Wanderer's sacrifice means nothing yeah, at that point. Literally. It, literally. Because there's no, there's no conflict that's happening between Jared and Ian. So when mm-hmm. the two of them... Um, not necessarily even put aside their differences, but, like, recognize what's happening. That means nothing. Right. Um, when Jared... Um, Jared doesn't even get to say goodbye. Right. That yeah. situation doesn't even happen. Nope. No. Um, but when Ian does the, like, you can't leave, it happens in the middle of the wheat field. It doesn't what? even happen in an 
his like in the um hospital wing like and then into his bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not even like anger into crying where Wander was like, ooh, this is super uncomfy. I hate right. this. <laughs> yeah. It was just this like Jake, and here's the thing that pisses me off. Jake Abel can do anger. Yeah. He can like get incredibly angry. Yeah. Like he can act that really well and get incredibly sad. But the way that this was portrayed, it was all, like, all of these characters really just felt very bland and neutral. Like, the acting across the board, or at least, like, how all these characters were interpreted, felt very just, like, muted, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, there were small bouts of, like, violence at the beginning and, like, a little bit of little tumultuousness. But, like, for the most part, everyone's just kind of, like, there, you know? No one is really in their feelings and no one expresses that in a very like emotional way. And it's just like, okay, this is just happening and we're here. It's like, what? Where? Which is the weirdest thing. Because when you think of dramatic source text, like what? Literally. (laughs) Because when you think of Stephanie, (laughs) Stephanie only writes to the extremes. Right. It is either going the most perfect or things are at their absolute worst. (laughs) Right. And so to have folks acting where it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's just fine. It's like, what? Right. Who wrote this? Because it's not. (laughs) It's not my girl. (laughs) No, it's it's not Stephanie. That's for sure. Um, And that was what I found incredibly confusing because the fact that, like, Wander doesn't even get to fight and stand up for, like, doing the I'm not a parasite spiel. Right. It's just at the end, somehow, um, Emily Browning pops up, which I should mention, (laughs) that is Petals to the Moon, his body, who is, like, 14. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) And... Is smaller than everyone else because again, yeah. it's Emily Browning. Right. Um, she's small. <laughs> um, and it's just at the end of this, they're all like, oh, no, it's fine. It's all good. It's fine. <laughs> when it's not, we saved it. We're all good. Everything's great. We did it. Good yeah. Team. What I will say, compared to the epilogue when we had read it, mm-hmm. in, to the epilogue of this movie, it felt more like they had set this up for another piece. Totally. Yeah. They were definitely looking for new adventures or a continuation yeah. of sorts. I will um, say too, the one change that I thought was interesting um, at the end where it's like, cause also I feel like the, the moments between Melanie and Wander are, were interesting. Like they had an interesting dynamic, even though it wasn't, it felt again, quite rushed and like not as, intense perhaps as it was fully fleshed out but like at the end where instead of doc saying those things where it's like oh you're the you're the best soul you're the like most pure soul like you can never do anything wrong like you're yeah most incredible person i've ever met like you're so selfless whatever that's melanie saying that yo that killed me and like hello i was that shocked me. Yeah. I was completely taken aback by the fact that they had Melanie do that instead right. of Doc. Right. The amount of, dare I say, fruitiness Listen, by that? It's quite fruity. Besides the fact that she says my sister, <laughs> everything else about that is fruit. They say I love you. Like, they do they the whole thing. They said I love you. They said I love you to each other. 
It Which was. is also funny knowing that like Wanda is saying it out loud and Doc is just like vibing, <laughs> not hearing I, the other half of the conversation. It's very funny. But I like know. it is fruity. That's the thing that I always found very interesting throughout all of this is that they just seem fine with uh, Wanda just like talking out yeah, loud. Just out loud. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know what? That's fine. It's like, sorry, I just got a, a something. It's fine. I Don't have worry a about it. conversation with another person right now. Could you like leave me yeah. alone? Can you tone it down a little bit, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, could you like leave the room? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not good. It's not a good movie. No. It could have been done a lot better. Um, but I will say that I'm glad there isn't more of it. Right. So. And we got that sick Imagine Dragons needle drop at the end. Okay, at the end, that was the biggest (laughs) shock. Yeah, most shocking part of the entire movie. (laughs) I was not expecting it. It truly, it was like the worst jump scare I've ever had. Yeah, it's like they turned the mix all the way up as soon as, like. The yeah. movie ended, it fades out, it's all peaceful. He does this, like, end narration. It's like, oh, we did it, it's great, everything's cool. And then it's just like, imagine dragons radioactive on a hundred. Turn it up, blast it immediately yeah. after. No breaks. <laughs> yeah, it was like they didn't even wait for their credits to roll. They were like, just turn it up to a hundred, boys. Yeah. Let's go. That's all we need. That's it. Yep. We're done. Yep. It was the biggest shock. Truly. Yeah. Um, and I would rather not be scared by Imagine Dragons ever again, if possible. Yeah. Um, knowing that that was, like, that Radioactive <laughs> was specifically for the host. I, I mean, it's the best possible collaboration, truly. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it truly was such a shock. I did not expect it at all, so... Um, thank you, Stephanie, for constantly keeping me on my toes. I should know better by now, but I don't. So, uh, God oh, damn it. Yeah. Anyways, um, next week we have our interlude before our next season. Yes. Um, and I'm incredibly excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> I, I, same. Um, this is a, just a little bit of a, just a little bit of a sidestep for us. Um, Penn Badgley is in a new movie. Yes. That I did not, that we did not know about, right. I will say, yeah. um, until very recently. <laughs> um, and so we're going to be watching it. It's called The Birthday Cake. Um, came out very recently. It, it Amongst many people, it has not just Penn Badgley, um, but it has Shiloh Fernandez, who was also in The Red Riding Hood. Nice. Um, it has Val Kilmer, and it also has Ewan McGregor, who we just talked about um, in our bonus episode, if you would like to hear a little bit more about him Ooh, yes. as well. <laughs> All the hot <laughs> Ewan McGregor tea that we're spilling. Um, so I'm very excited to watch this. It seems like <sighs> Penn Badgley at his darkest, deepest, very... It looks like a very hot Italian movie. So I'm very excited to support my family. Absolutely. Um, We have an amazing collection of patrons to thank. Um, Would you like to start us off? Hell yeah. Shout out to Mallory Hardwick. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you to Katie Black. 
Thank you to Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Shout out to Carrie Goldberg. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Ooh, yeah. Shout out Rebecca Cullen. Thank you to Mouch Gray. Mouch. Thank you to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Shout out to Bailey Christian. Thank you to Jay Molina. Ah, yeah. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Thank you to Tucson Wander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Kristen Strider. Yeah. Uh. Thank you to Julia Stewart. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. Ooh. Yeah. Shout out Rachel Seeker. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to India Peach. Thank you to Casey Yorkie. Thank you to Sarah Blythe. And thank you to Laura Forty. Hell yeah. Uh, uh. Now I am just curious what this sounds like. Oh no. It's never a good sign. Oh, not good. If you were ever curious, there is, in fact, a piano karaoke instrumental version of Radioactive. Thank God. That you can find. So, so. when it is safe at some point and right. you want to say, hey, bartender, hit me up with that piano karaoke instrumental version of Radioactive, you yeah. are able to. Yeah. You say, give me the ox, man. I got give it. Me- I'm lo- I got it loaded up. I'm ready. Truly, give me a beat, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Free my soul, because um, <laughs> I uh, I need to I need to speak. Um, yeah, I have a fan fiction for you. Hell yeah! Because even when it is not June anymore, it is still Pride every day here at Into the Twilight. Yes, so true. <laughs> so this is from the author X Page Turner X. Um, And it is titled Welcome to Wonderland. Hell yeah. This was published on September 9th of 2017. 
Um, and it was updated 20 hours ago. There are over 135,000 words, and I will be reading all of them for you today. Great. Um, <laughs> this is uh, um, the summary of this is a girl who crashes through time falls in love with a girl who sees through time. Um, this is a, a Twilight fan fiction of Alice slash Bella. I'm going to just be reading from chapter one. It seems like this is specifically from the first book, um, from Bella's perspective. Um, and it starts off in the cafeteria. Here we go. So she stares, watches. She watches the Cullens. She's still not entirely sure on all of their names. It's only been a week, and as much as she's obsessed with them, she's actually pretty bad at partaking in gossip. It's not unusual to catch Bella Swan without her headphones on, and if they aren't, they're usually hanging around her neck, playing music just loud enough to be heard. Admittedly, everything about Bella Swan screams fuck off, but that's neither here nor there, because her friends seem to ignore it anyway. Bella inspects the toes of her boots. They're big and black and police issue, perhaps her most treasured hand-me-down from Charlie. Before shifting her gaze half an inch up, Dark eyes flickering over to the Cullen table again. Maybe he's gay, she says diplomatically. Amber eyes blink, and they're on her, staring at her through her, to her very depths. Probing, curious, bewildered, and then frustrated. She swallows, rough and large and awkward in her throat, trapped in a gaze more powerful than any she's ever encountered. He sees her. He sees her and she's freaking out because beyond the curiosity and intrigue there's something else something dark and twisted growing morphing overtaking the bewilderment and yep those are black eyes those are black eyes glaring at her from across the cafeteria and she's going to die of this she's absolutely certain there's not a single shred of doubt in her mind This is not a person staring back at her. This is the epitome of hunger and desire, of true wants. This is what craving looks like, and it's terrifying. Bella will never look at addicts the same way ever again. Her appreciation of their struggle has tripled, because if they felt even an iota of what she sees in his gaze, her heart goes out to them. She's about to tell Angela to clear her browser history once she's dead, that she wants her father to remember her as he does now, pure and not the shameful, awkward owner of a bunch of lesbian porn. She doubts her claims of research. It's purely for scientific research purposes. I'm not really sure what I am would hold up. Well, anyone, maybe Renee, but Renee was always a wild card. Trying to anticipate that woman was like trying to anticipate anxiety or insanity, she guesses. Alas, the universe has her back today, at least, and someone else at the table shoves his lunch tray into his chest. Edward blinks, breaks his horrifying gaze to scowl at the boy across the table from him. Belle also finally blinks, and it feels like dragging sandpaper over her eyes. She's let out a small, shaky breath and watches on. End scene. Damn. Go off, Bella. (laughs) You get that porn, baby. (laughs) So there are 22 chapters. Again, over 135,000 words on here if you would like to continue. Go off. Absolutely. Reading on that. So 
so much, so many words. Yes. So, um, if you know how to read, um, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So, and also if you know how to read, please hit me up because I, um, <laughs> tell a friend. Please vote on what you would like us to do for next season. Um, enjoy our interlude next week when we yeah. are going to enjoy our short Italian Kings. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and as we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit, get whipped. Ooh. Oh, oh, Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.